You're listening to The Sociable Scribes, two professional writers who work hard, play hard, and love to have fun on the job. Word stylist Nikita Rowell-Stevens and publishing consultant Kim Ely talk about the topics and questions they hear most often from their clients. Let's talk about writing, the good, the bad, and the awesome, while addressing popular questions and concerns from real writers like you. If you're a writer, someone who aspires to write, or just wants to learn more about writing and publishing and have a lot of fun along the way, welcome to the tribe. Here are your hosts, Nikita and Kim, two writers who love to socialize, the sociable scribes. Good morning. And we are starting Sociable Scribes. We're starting the Facebook Live. I'm going to wait a couple minutes for Nikita to come up on with us, and then uh, we will get started. But I wanted to start the Zoom video or the um, Facebook Live. Hi, everybody who's joining us. This is very exciting. So I am here in the studio at WNTW here in Chester, and... This is an exciting start for us. So, so exciting that I forgot to give Nikita the link to the Zoom meeting. So she's going to be logging in with us very soon. But I'm super excited for us to get started. So once we get started, just to let y'all know, we're going to record this as though it's a live radio show. So what we're going to do is we will do different segments and then we're going to actually take a break when we have scheduled commercial breaks. We will... Pick back up again at our scheduled times. I'm waving at CJ, and uh, I'm wondering if Nikita has joined us. She has. All right. Nikita, are you there? Yay. So, Nikita, what's behind your curtain today? Well, Kim, I think it's trying to get into that high productivity mode everything feels so, I don't know if you felt this way, but for me, I felt like, you know, you kind of, you kind of take your foot, put your foot on the brake a little bit because you want to enjoy your family. Right. You know, and then it's, it's kind of like, for, for me, it really was more or less this urging on me. It's like, okay, girl, it's like <laughs> pedal to the, you've got all these things that you want to accomplish. It's time to go. Right. So, I'm feeling that pressure. It's a good pressure. And there's a lot of things that you already know that are on my plate. Um, I've got two books that need to be released. One, which is going to be kind of a book magnet, which we'll be talking about um, in another episode. Yes. And the other one, which is the decision, which we've been talking about forever. <laughs> uh, so I've got to, you know, I've got to work on getting those releases done. And then I've got my program, which I'm relaunching in the next couple months. And trying to get all those pieces together. So there are a lot of moving parts, but I'm excited. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, that's fantastic. You got a lot of good stuff behind your curtain. <laughs> well, well, what's behind your curtain? So I'm so glad that you asked. <laughs> I, I'm also gearing up. It's really interesting because I, I kind of, similar to what you're talking about, put stuff on hold for the holidays, and now it's like all systems go. So I have students who are taking my new online writing course. Yay! That's exciting. Oh, it's super exciting. So I have my pilot group of adventurers because that's what I'm calling my students. <laughs> 
And so they've been taking the class. And so we have our first group Zoom meeting tonight. Let's see. And then, oh my gosh, I'm just super excited about this relaunch of Sociable Scribes. So I wanted to... To to tell the peeps for a second now what's going on. So we worked to make sure that we recorded our episodes. We had awesome help from a couple of amazing people, Noah and Amy. Thank you. We love you guys. And we had our, would you call it our official launch? Was that last year or the year before? <laughs> that was this year. <laughs> I know, right? We, we've, we've relaunched this puppy a couple of times, but I like to share it because I think sometimes people get scared to do something because they're afraid to fail or afraid that things won't go right. And I think we're proof that you can continue when you have a dream, when you have a message, when you have something that you want to get out there that you can continue. So we're launching it anew. We have episodes on iTunes. Stitcher and on Spotify. Yes, so excited. Me too. I'm super excited. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And now this is the the new relaunch. Don't call it a comeback. It's (laughs) (laughs) sociable scribes. The vision is real. Whoop whoop (laughs) whoop. So, and we're doing this on Facebook Live, which no pressure, you know. All right, so we're going to head into a break, and um, we'll be right back. Hello. So, Nikita, I am super excited to talk about this week's topic. Me too. So, get us started. What are we talking about? We are talking about tools for writers. Woohoo! And, you know, it's funny, you know, if you're a carpenter or if you're a construction worker, you know, you have your little trusty toolbox or your tool belt or whatever. And I don't think it's any different for us as writers. We may carry our tools a little bit different. <laughs> right. We don't have to have a fancy. I mean, you can walk around with a tool belt if you want. <laughs> Mine would be pink. <laughs> right. Um, but you've got to have, to, to make yourself productive and efficient at what you do, mm-hmm. um, can't rely 100% on yourself. You, you've got to find tools to make it's easier. Make your job easier. Make it more efficient. And I'm really excited because we have a lot of great tools that we want to share today. It's kind of it's kind of like Kim and Nikita's top ten. Yeah. Um, you know, our top ten tools for writers, I guess, would be the perfect uh, way to title this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so I thought it would be great for us to break it down into a couple different categories. I think the first category, which is very prudent for this time of year, would be productivity. Yes. You get productive because we're coming out of coming out of a holiday season when you're kind of in a slump. You know, you've gotten really relaxed. How do you get that ball, get on that hamster wheel and get going again? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Hamster wheel for writers. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So um, (laughs) Do you want to start 
off with, with a couple of tools. Kim, or do you want me to go? Um, let's see. Go ahead and start because I really like the first one that we're talking about. It kind of scares me, okay. though. So the first one, I don't have, I don't have experience with myself. <laughs> I'm not enough to use this app. My brother, um, who is also a writer, does this very frequently. And I think it's because he's not a pantser like us. Right. And so he tends to go into think mode when he's writing. But there's a there's an app out there called the Most Dangerous Writing App. Because it is, if you're a writer, it's freaking scary. Oh, it's because, totally scary. Yeah, describe it. So basically, it's a, a tool for you to write in. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you would go in and you'd, you'd, you'd write your manuscript or whatever, whatever uh, you're working on. And I can't remember exactly the time limit. Okay. It's not very long. It's somewhere between two and five minutes, I believe. Okay. Um, you that if you are writing and you break for that long, uh-huh. everything you've written gets erased. <laughs> so everything you've written gets erased. <laughs> So basically what it's trying to encourage is flow for you to keep, keep going. And oh my gosh. <laughs> it's kind of like writing in fear. Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't really show it. I'm right. <laughs> I think for me personally, it might cause me a little bit too much anxiety. I know, right? That would be terrifying. Um, it works. So it really just depends on your writing style. I think for people like you and I, Kim, that are panthers, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't think it's not necessary because one of the things that we don't suffer from is flow. Right. Um, I, you know, I can, when I sit down <laughs> and write, I can turn out a lot of words in a very short period of time. Exactly. But Me too. Everybody can't do that. Right. And so what this app really helps with, see, my brother is one of those, he's the opposite of us. He is, what was the opposite of the panther? Oh, the plotter. Plotter. He's a plotter. Yeah. He will come up with so many ideas and go down all these different rabbit holes and then get stuck. Right. So it helps him to get his flow and makes him move forward. So if you find that you are one of those plotters, one of those people who constantly self-edits and stops like, oh, God, then as scary as this app may seem, I think it would be a really, really good try because it's going to it's going to push you. It's basically it's literally like pushing you off of a daggone ledge. Like, right. <laughs> but I think if that's something that you struggle with and it's and it's hurting your productivity and you're not moving forward and creating your manuscript the way you want to, then try it. Exactly. Oh yeah. I think it's too. So I mean. It doesn't hurt to try it. I mean, <laughs> unless you write all these words and it erases you and you just like have a breakdown. <laughs> I think I might cry if all my writing disappeared. <laughs> but I think it would fall up into like a little ball. Because <laughs> 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 you know how you get into those modes where you're writing like, oh my God, this is really good. I just <laughs> that and then all of a sudden like, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, then I probably get mad. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Some personalities may not be suitable for this app. <laughs> this app should come with a warning. <laughs> well, hence the 
name the most dangerous writing app. Exactly. So, so proceed at your own risk. Exactly. <laughs> so a much um, less time sensitive, but also very productive. I guess it wouldn't be an app. I guess it would be a software suite. Would be a uh, the Google suite. Yes. I love the Google suite. I like use the Google Calendar. I use Google Docs, Google Drive, the whole shebang. I think that's what we're talking about is the whole enchilada. Is that right? The whole enchilada. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. So do you use uh, Google Drive and Google Docs a lot? I do. I do. I use, I mean, Drive is really great because it allows you to collaborate. Right. Um, and it's the, have you ever have you ever been in Google Docs when you're sharing a document with someone and seeing someone going in and like typing while you're in there? It's like it's a ghost. Yes, like, it's trippy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, oh my god, this is so weird. <laughs> so my my awesome client Brian Muka, shout out to Brian. When he and I were working on his book, Shameless Plug: Your Secret Superpower, Tame fear to thrive (laughs) when we were working on it we had that same experience like we would be in google docs together and i'd be like well and we you know doing coaching you're like well maybe you should use this word or maybe you could rephrase it or rewrite it and so he would do it on the screen while i'm watching and i'm like this is amazing i mean (laughs) it feels like some kind of magic (laughs) i i love it i love it It, it, it's a perfect (laughs) It's a great collaboration tool. So, you know, for people like you and I, when we're working with other authors and collaborating with them, um, it's a great way for you to be able to, you can upload information on there, you can share information on there, you can create documents on there. I do some freelance work for a a newswire in the Greensburg and when I do all of my articles, I upload them in Google Drive and and the editor pulls them straight from there and does any of his edits or whatever, they they get sent back to me that way. So it's really very efficient. And I mean, and that's just one piece, really, of Google. I like the calendar because it integrates with everything else. Yes. It integrates with my Apple calendar. I have a calendar that I have on my phone called Time Tree. Um, mm. which I really, it pulls together. Oh, I guess that's another tool. Um, oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Inadvertently, I just gave you another tool. I like Time Tree because it allows me to manage mul- the. It allows me to manage multiple calendars. So awesome. I have a calendar on there. I have a calendar specifically for word stylists. If I want to create a project calendar, I can, and it'll keep create all all those calendars separately so that you can look at it. You can look at a comprehensive calendar right. that has that on there or you can look at them individually but it also integrates with google and apple omg Um, you just blew my mind (laughs) 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 awesome well we've been talking about the productivity tools so we are going to take a quick break and then we will come back and then we will talk about more all right be right back
All right. We're back. And those of y'all, if you don't know, we're starting to <laughs> record our episodes not only on podcast, but also on Facebook Live. And um, during the break, I did a live demo of the fact that you can, in fact, run. Well, I didn't run, but you can, in fact, <laughs> bump into the soundproof walls and you will not hurt yourself. <laughs> So if I fall off my chair, the good thing is I will not be permanently damaged. So anyway, (laughs) we're back and we're talking about writing tools. And we are now going to talk about ones that are fantastic for writing. Is that right? Absolutely. All right. So start us off. Which is the first tool we're going to talk about? I'm going to start with my favorite. Yes. And I think it's become one of your favorites, or I hope so. I've turned you on to it. Scrivener. Love Scrivener. <laughs> and so here's my fun story about Scrivener. Okay. I did it for like two years. Hmm. Um, it, <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's not, I think the reason why I hated it <laughs> is because it wasn't like so, so, so easy plug and play, just like boom, jump in and you know exactly how to use it. Right. And so, I'll give that disclaimer to you to begin with, because if your personality is anything like mine, you probably would be like me, and you would um, be like, this sucks. I'm not going to use it. But what happened was I I did the trial, like, I don't know how many times. Uh Okay. Because what I kept noticing is every time I use it, I'm like, I hate it. I do it. (laughs) Every writer I know, every writer I know the people who are in my network and the people I look up to say, I use Scrivener. I use Scrivener. <laughs> Wait, what is it about this software? Why does it, it's got to be something special about it if every writer is using it. Right. And so I slowed myself down and I forced myself to like, let me figure out what is the secret sauce behind this. And so when I decided to do another trial, I also decided to do like a tutorial on it. Ah, okay. And how it works. It's really not that complicated to use. Right. But it does help to go through like a short tutorial to kind of get an idea of how the pro- how it flows because it's not, it's not, I wouldn't call it a highly intuitive software. It's not. Um, no, because I mean, if it was, then you could just go in and figure stuff out. But it is extremely powerful. Uh-huh. And it has layers upon layers of, I don't know, I, I want to say tools, just ways it can help you as a writer. It, what it, I think its biggest strength is if you're writing a manuscript, is it helps you break that manuscript into small pieces. Yes. You and that gives you a higher sense of accomplishment as you're writing. But it also helps with formatting. It does the word counts for you. There are things it does that I don't even haven't even really <laughs> discovered yet. Right. And the freaking software is less than fifty dollars. It's amazing, uh, right? Blows my mind that it's such a. What's really crazy is that the software is as inexpensive as it is, and there because people realize that it's a little bit complex to learn to a mm-hmm. certain degree. There are people who do courses on Scrivener that charge 300 bucks and above. 
the software is less than $50. Holy smokes. It, I didn't know it, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was looking up stuff like, oh, I wonder if I could. People are charging a good amount. There are more people making more money off training for Scrivener than probably the people who develop the software. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. And, and for those of you guys that, that are wondering, as it's less than $50, it's, that's not a monthly fee one time. That's how much you pay for the license. Exactly. And it's like so crazy worth it. it it's like, yeah. Amazing. So. Awesome. Thank you for turning me on to that tool, by the way. You're welcome. It just took me a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like a confession. Like, everyone, I, I, I hated Scrivener until I realized how awesome it was. I want to introduce our next tool that we're going to talk about, and this is a tool called Vellum. Mm. I adore Vellum. So Vellum is software that enables you to do easy formatting for your books, and it's delightful. One caveat is it's only for Mac. It's not available for Windows, but... What Vellum does is you can upload a Word document and then it will pick up the the algorithms or the magical beings inside of (laughs) Vellum will pick up on and create your table of contents. It recognizes your chapters. You can use it to create different sections within your book. You can add parts like acknowledgments and your epilogue and about the author it's fabulous, and then when you're ready, you can generate your file, and you can you can choose to generate into different ebook formats, into a print ready PDF. It's just wonderful. It's it's got a number of different options you can use, and it also it's not as inexpensive as Scrivener, but there is just a like you can use it for free, I believe. But then once you're ready to publish, you have to pay for it. And I want to say it was like two hundred and fifty dollars, which is not as inexpensive as Scrivener, but given what a pain in the patootie it is to <laughs> format your own book, it's yeah. worth it. It's so worth it. And I guess you also have to look at it in, in the sense of if you're someone who is, if, if you coin yourself as an author and mm-hmm. you're going to be writing books on a consistent basis, meaning you're going to be putting you know putting out books on a regular basis, then it's a worthwhile tool to have in your toolbox because it's going to pay for itself just like that because you're because then you don't have to ha- have the headache of formatting or paying someone to format for you. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of us tend to do because it's such a pain in the butt. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kim. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, so it's definitely worth it if you if you find yourself you know, writing, I would say if you're writing more than one book, it's definitely going to pay for it. Yes, that's, that's an excellent point. If you're a, if you're a repeat writer, which many of us are, (laughs) and you're going to write many books, it's definitely worth it. So what's our next tool? Let's go to, how about Evernote? Evernote. Yay. Love Evernote. I love Evernote and Evernote's going to spill over into two different categories, but it's a great category for writing because it's, it's a great place to kind of just kind of freeform. It's just all it is is an online note taker. Yeah. Um, it it I say all that's all it is. It does have a lot of 
tools available in it from um, you can collaborate with other people you can share so you can do some of the same things that you do like in google drive right this is designed you can create different notebooks and each notebook can have different things I think it's really, from a writing standpoint, I think it's good if you're doing story development ideas and you want to kind of just like flesh out, like, I just want to do a brain dump of all these different types of ideas. Right. Then a perfect place for you to do that with, before you're ready to go into the formal manuscript piece. If you're trying to develop characters and say, oh, I want this character to be this, it's perfect for people like you and me. I'm going to say me more because I'm a bigger notebook junkie than you are. Um, <laughs> You know, I have a little bit of a problem in that I have a lot of books. I, I do use them all. So I will. <laughs> but the problem is I'll put things, I don't remember what's in every notebook after I record them. Yes. So, so Evernote is really an ideal tool for me. I just need to use it more if I can learn how to get away from like using pretty notebooks. Like, look at this one. It says, goodbye, Sophie. Aww. Um, <laughs> um, I can't. I don't think I'll ever stop myself from like picking up cute notebooks, but <laughs> if I if you get in the habit of whenever you have those like those brilliant ideas, like oh I have this idea for this, you know, like for programs, like I'm working on, right? Um, can jot things down in Evernote, and the nice thing is Evernote has you can download it as an app on your phone. Oh, and it's free! Yay, <laughs> <You> can, free! <laughs> yeah, on your phone, so it's great because you can jot things on the go which is great, but you can also download it on your computer. There's like a downloadable version of Evernote, and then there's like the web version of Evernote. Yes. Am I missing anything with that? Because I know you use Evernote quite a bit too, Kim. Oh, gosh. Evernote has saved my butt many times because, like you, I'm not as big as a, a, a notebook collector, but I do like to use them, but I always forget where I wrote my notes and so yeah. the fact that you can go in and search on your notes in Evernote and pull them up anywhere like computer or on your phone oh my gosh so good so well let's go ahead and take another break and then we will talk about the next group of tools <laughs> thanks <laughs> We're back. I can hear you again. Yay. (laughs) I miss you during our breaks. I know. You (laughs) do. So for our third segment on tools for writers, we're going to talk about organization. But before we do, we forgot to mention a couple of writing tools. So one of them is Grammarly. And Grammarly, as the name suggests, helps to check your grammar. Yep. And another awesome writing tool is called Calibre. And have you used that before? I have not. What is that? Yeah. So Calibre is a free writing tool. And what it does is enables you to go in and edit um, eBooks. It's super helpful. I learned about it when I had some um, boo-boos I had to fix in some eBooks, and it lets you go in and make some changes to the formatting and also to the contents, which is pretty handy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. 
So wanted to shout out to those writing tools. <laughs> like they can hear me. <laughs> Grammarly's like, yo. <laughs> yeah. And so let's talk about organizational tools. Yes. Yes. Because I think as a writer, we have to be organized. And it's not, it's not our strong, not everyone's strong suit. Some of us are more organized than others. I will be the first to admit I am not a naturally organized person. So I need tools to keep me straight. (laughs) That's why we get along so well. I'm right there with you. It doesn't come natural to me, but when I use them, I feel so much better and I'm much more productive. Yes, absolutely. So majority, all but one of these tools are free. So I hope these will be helpful to you guys and that be something that you can use. The first one that I'll go ahead and dive in with is Asana. Yay! And Asana is essentially like a project management tool. Mm-hmm. It you to be able to create different projects and assign tasks. This is really good if you're writing a book. It's good if you have something like, I think a really great idea is uh, with the programs I have. It works in a book, too, because a a book has so many different stages. Exactly. If you you think about your book, it's like, okay, I've got my my creative stage, my writing stage. I've got, you've got tasks and things that you need to complete at each stage. Right. And what Asana allows you to do is you you can create those tasks. And you can assign a deadline to those tasks, and you can check off as you get those things done. And I don't know about you, but for me, it there is a sense of accomplishment in being able to check off a list. Oh, um, heck yeah. Asana allows you to do And one of my favorite things that I like about Asana is when you complete so many tasks, a little unicorn comes across the screen. <laughs> that I do some blog, some blog writing for, and she's like, you don't know about the unicorn? I'm like, no, tell me more. And, uh, this this is the first about, I'm hearing like, of this. <laughs> is this your first time hearing this? Yes. It's like, when I use Asana, it's like, how, how many tasks have I completed? Where's my unicorn? And the unicorn comes to me. <laughs> That's awesome. My my niece, as she calls, it's the cutest thing. It's funny. She calls the unicorn corny corn. Oh! <laughs> and, and my my brother and my sister in law is like, it's so cute that we don't even we don't even correct her. We just say corny corn. I love that. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. Well, Asana has just won out over all the other organizational apps because they have a corny corn. <laughs> corny corn. I guess we should talk about the other ones, too. Okay. <laughs> so another one is Trello. Yeah. And Trello always makes me think it is a, um, a troll saying hello. Trello. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else thinks like that. Maybe it's just me. But Trello has similar um, awesome organizational properties. In fact, uh, we have been using it for our podcast because we can put in different episodes and notes about it and have everything in a very organized looking fashion. 
And they don't have a corny corn, but they do have emails that come in. It says, Taco from Trello. <laughs> I don't know who Taco is, but... I have no idea. I want to say that's how they say hello. Is in, in Trello land, they say, Taco. <laughs> and I imagine it's like aloha. It means both hello and goodbye. Taco. So we'll we'll start using that. How about that? <laughs> I think another another benefit of trail Trello, if you're a person that's very visual, mm-hmm. very visual software because it's kind of like block colors. Yes. So it it, it kind of feels like you're building blocks. Isn't that what it looks like? Too? It really does look like building blocks. Yes, and you can individualize yes. them so that you can immediately oh. recognize which project. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's kind of like your thing, because I will say that the benefit of Trello, if you're someone that's very visually stimulated, Trello is going to uh, appeal to you more than Asana. Asana is not as pretty as yes, Trello. That's, that's true. Point. And you know what? I think that's a really good point because there are a number of organizational tools. It's like you kind of need to know what works the best for you? Are you a more visual person or are you more word oriented? And so if you're more word oriented, I feel like maybe Asana or Basecamp or even Slack might be better. I, 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 I agree with you. I think if you're visually oriented, Trello is good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Awesome. Basecamp is another good one too. We were using Basecamp for a while. We were. I think Basecamp is actually pretty visual. Oh, Yeah. And it has a little bit of personality, which I think that's another thing that drew me to it, and it kind of fits us. True. Um, like, when you first log into it, like, it says something like, are you ready to take over the world? <laughs> right. It's true. I'm ready to take over the world. Um, <laughs> and that appeals to us. We want to take over the world. <laughs> it's highly organized. It, it's a little bit prettier than Asana. I yeah. Think. I agree. The way way it layers it is the one piece that is a cost associated with it so right it's just a matter of whether or not you want to or have a budget for project management software if you're really in love with Basecamp. but it's pretty cool we put our we we were able we uploaded audio recordings on Basecamp and sent it to our producer remember yeah we did and that seemed to work really really well yeah so yeah i think i think it was the cost maybe that made us decide we don't want to continue using it although i really liked it yeah i I think with project management Mm -hmm. software you just have to figure out for you where you want to spend your money that's that's really a evaluation you have to make because there are a lot of project management software tools like asana and trello that are free and they and don't get me wrong asana and trello also both have higher up levels that you can upgrade and get more features oh definitely but you can really fully utilize. It's not limited. Right. I don't feel like the free versions of Asana or Trello really put you in a little time box where you can't do very much. You can do quite a bit. So our evaluation for us was that there are other places that we wanted to be able to spend our budget. Right. Other than project management because there were the, the free tools out that were out there like Asana and Trello met our needs more than met our needs. Right. So why would we spend? So you have to kind of evaluate that. So we're not discouraging or saying don't don't use Basecamp because it it is an amazing. I will. It's amazing software. Oh, that's um, such a good point. 
Yeah. So you kind of you're going to have to kind of do that litmus test yourself and see what's going to gel the best for you. Oh yeah, most definitely. And another one, and I'll be real candid here. I don't know it well, but um, Slack. I've just started using that because they use it here at the radio station. Have you used Slack before? Yes, ma'am. I have. Oh, cool. It might be a tool that you'll find as you're doing, because you're starting to do online workshops. Right. It may be a tool that you may find yourself wanting to use or getting involved in more because I started to use it with my Find Your, my Find Your Muse program mm. and with communicate with my students because what it really allows you to do is it's really, it, it's kind of, a big piece of it is like the instant messaging piece of it. Gotcha. Right. If you have a team of people that you're working with, if there's someone that you're working with, whether you're collaborating with someone on a project or a client, or if you have a team of people that you're working with to, for your business, Slack is a great tool for you to be able to communicate with them outside of email because email gets so cluttered. Right. Uh, Remember Jenna on Jenna Kucher on her show, saying that that is one of her favorite tools that she uses with her team because they use email has a very specific purpose. And when she wants to be able to communicate directly with someone on her team, Slack is the best way for her to do that. Even better. And you can also do it. It is a free tool. You can also have it on your phone as an app, which is really nice because you can get the push notifications when someone sends you stuff. You can upload information on it, and then you can break things down by channel. So it could be like, you know, you can have a channel that's specific to your workshop, Kim. There uh-huh. could be a channel maybe specific to, to maybe a specific book you're working on. So mm. you can organize it specifically based on what it is that you want to funnel that information through. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Perfect. It's- it's really cool. Awesome. Oh, thank you for telling me that. I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna slack some more. Slack <laughs> off slacker. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take another break. And now it's time for Gregarious Goofballs. All right. Now we are ready for our segment. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Gregarious goofballs. Oops. <laughs> That's appropriate. Yeah, very much. So. <laughs> oh, so are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ready. So, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> so, so my story, my goofball is actually not my own goofball moment, and I'm not going to name <laughs> because I would be embarrassing a family member. Um, <laughs> but it it is an aunt. We will not say which aunt it is. Um, <laughs> She will know if she listens to this episode that I'm talking about her. (laughs) But it's after the Christmas holiday and a couple years ago, we so our tradition for our family is we would always go over to her house on Christmas Eve. And then, and we would do, that's kind of always been our little family tradition that we, and we would open our gifts early on Christmas Eve. Oh, cool. And, And so we were, she has hardwood floors and we were sitting on the floor in her, like in her, uh, living room where the tree was and we just finished opening up the gift and she was going to get something she was sitting on the floor and she skewed it on the floor uh-huh. you know <laughs> and she got a splinter in her butt no! 
auntie. <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> Look what happened. Um, excuse me, ma'am. How, how did that happen exactly? <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's too funny. <laughs> Auntie Anonymous, we're so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. So, well, the one I'm sharing this week is... And Nikita, I think you know how notorious my phone is for Siri keeps changing things on me. Oh, God. And so <laughs> I was trying to, um, so I, I travel in the car a lot. And so what I'll do is I will dictate text messages to Siri because that way it's safer, right? So that way I'm doing it hands free. So I was trying to text somebody and say that something was all dorked up. And it came out that it was all dark duck. That everything was all dark duck and uh, that we had to fix it. So that's our code word now. If things aren't going well, it's like, well, it's dark duck now. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Siri's going to get me in big trouble one day. It's a good thing I review the messages before I actually send them because I probably could have be in big trouble. Me. There have been some racing ones I've gotten from you. Right, I know. I'm like, thank God it went to Nikita. <laughs> All right, we're ready for and our next break. For gregarious goofballs. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh, Nikita, I think we did really well considering we're getting used to everything. <laughs> yeah, I think so. This was such a good episode. I really, I, I feel like, like you said, it, it, just like a carpenter needs their tools to get work done, we writers need our tools as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we kind of talked about a top 10. We may have given a little bit more than 10. You know, we're writers. We're not mathematicians. <laughs> right. Like, um, <laughs> but we, you know, we talked about tools that would help with productivity, with your actual writing, and with organization. So we just want to do like a quick rundown of the tools that we cover today. Do you want to? Do you want me to start, Kim, or you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and start. Okay. So we started out with the top productivity tool being the most dangerous writing app. You no, know, uh, proceed if you dare, and if you do, we would love to get some feedback on how that went for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Google Suite, everything in the Google Suite from Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Calendar, every single last thing in that suite is really helpful to kind of help you stay productive. And then from the writing, you want to want to start us off, Kim, with some of those? Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about Scrivener, which if you hated it first, give it some time and you will yep. learn to love it. Talked about Vellum, which is great for formatting. And then mm-hmm. Grammarly, which we didn't go into a lot of depth, sure can save your bacon grammar-wise. And yeah. um, Calibre, if you do stuff with ebooks, definitely get Calibre. And then talked about some really awesome uh, project management tools. Yep, yep. And don't forget Evernote, Kim. Oh, yeah, yeah. Evernote. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I won't forget Evernote because it saves my bacon every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, yeah, what organization tools? What's your favorite, Kim? 
Oh, gosh. Really good question. Right now, I'm kind of digging Slack, maybe because it's the new one in my toolbox, but I use Asana and Trello all the time. Yeah, How about you? I like Slack, too. I haven't used Slack um, recently. I probably most consistently are probably between Asana and Trello, but I, I like them all. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I, I love trying new things and seeing what sticks. And, and that, you know, don't sleep on Basecamp just because it's the only tool that we put in the toolbox under right. organization that, that's paid. It is still a pretty powerful tool. And you, I think you can try it out on a, on a, on a free I think so, too. I think you can do a free trial. So, But definitely try them. And just as all writers are individuals, you know, everybody um, has certain tools that they love and some that they aren't as wild about. And you kind of have to get out there and try them. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the goal is, you know, use what, you know, what fits you so that you can kind of be the best writer you can be and, and, and improve and be productive. Exactly. So awesome. Well, what a great episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. And please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you like what you see, write us a note. Yes, we'll write back. We promise. Yes, we will. We promise. (laughs) So bye, Nikita. I'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sociable Scribes podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week to learn more amazing tips on writing and publishing. And if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend.